Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across the United States, brought to you by Insurance Business. This episode is presented in partnership with Arch Insurance. In the latest episode of IB Talk, we are joined by two leading cyber experts, Jamie Schubach and Rich Katz of Arch Insurance, to discuss what you should be aware of when it comes to cyber claims and some of the most common misconceptions. And welcome back to IBA Talk, the Insurance Business America podcast. I'm Bethan Moorcroft, Senior Editor at Insurance Business. And in this episode, I'm joined by two experts from Arch Insurance to discuss the state of the cyber insurance market and what it takes to deliver exceptional levels of service amidst a wide range of challenges. It's my pleasure to welcome Jamie Shibbuck, Executive Vice President of Professional Liability and Cyber at Arch Insurance. I'm Rich Gatz, Vice President of Cyber Claims at Arch Insurance, who are going to share some insights on Arch's successful cyber strategy. With that, Jamie, Rich, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here today talking about, about cyber. Excellent. Well, it's great to have you on board. So this conversation requires a little bit of scene setting. So Jamie, I'm going to come to you first. How do you describe the current state of the cyber insurance marketplace? Yeah. So. Um... Uh, thank you again. And and it's been a very interesting two years in the cyber insurance market. It's been, um, you know, there's been a lot of changes. There's a lot written in the news about uh, the changes in the cyber, cyber insurance market over the last two years. Um, you know, the hard market conditions have drastically changed the, the overall marketplace. We've seen rates rapidly rise over the last two years, um, a contraction in capacity, um, and a lot of different changes across the marketplace. Um, I think one of the things that's uh, been very interesting as an insurance underwriter in this current marketplace is that one of the bigger changes has actually been um, the increase in, in transparency and information that we get uh, from our insured clients. And that's really, um, first and foremost, is one of the things that we've been excited about as, as underwriters in the marketplace as this market continues to evolve. So, you know, from the perspective of, of an underwriter, I think um, certainly hardening market conditions are favorable for growth. Um, it's nice to get the increased pricing uh, to be able to manage your capacity in the marketplace. But I think um, one of the things that, that Arch as a company has been more excited about in the marketplace is, is this increase in information that we're getting from, from our insureds and the increase in the transparency. Um, so we're getting much more and better information on uh, cyber insurance controls from our clients than we had in the past. And this really allows us to, to really focus our underwriting and to get um, you know, our insurance in, into ultimately a better state of controls. Because as we collect this data and information, we're able to better inform our underwriting processes and, and, and ultimately arrive at, at uh, a better product with better prices uh, for our insureds as we incorporate this information into, into our underwriting process. Um, and, and, and while certainly there's been a lot of pains in the market overall with regard to cyber insurance purchasing, and I think a lot of the insureds have felt a lot of that pain, I, I do think that um, the market has done overall a very good job in terms of collecting more information, asking the right questions of their insureds, 
and really ultimately uh, differentiating risk uh, much more so than what was being done in the past. So that's ultimately, I think, uh, what created a, a great opportunity for, for Arch to, to enter the marketplace in a much bigger way than we had historically. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. And, you know, Jamie, like you said, I think that increase in information and data transparency, it, it, it really speaks to kind of more maturity in the marketplace, which is certainly very positive and it opens up opportunities, as you said. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about Arch's cyber portfolio um, and your position in this marketplace? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I think if you look uh, holistically at, at Arch as a company and what our reputation is across a number of segments, it's that, you know, we are a true specialty company. Um, we focus on specialty lines of business where we feel like our underwriting can really differentiate ourselves. Um, we also uh, run um, sort of in the in the opposite direction of, of a lot of the market cycle. So, you know, we really like to position ourselves as being a solution provider in those hard market uh, conditions. And I think cyber is really a great example of the execution of that strategy. So if you go back two years ago, uh, Arch's cyber portfolio was, was fairly small. It was under $20 million um, in gross written premium. Um, and then, you know, I think as the market changed, the market changed as, as we've been talking about, um, Arch really saw an opportunity to be a much bigger solution provider in the marketplace, um, a really an opportunity for us to grow into the hard market and be, you know, at the forefront of our clients' minds and, and be a, thought of as a solution provider. And so we really, um, we really stepped on the gas um, the last two years in the cyber market um, to, you know, as I mentioned, being under $20 million um, really only a little over two years ago. Um, to last year, you know, finishing well over $100 million in gross certain premium and, and going into this year um, expecting to finish uh, well over $300 million on gross certain premium out of the U.S. Um, and, and I think um, where we've really tried to position ourselves is, is, is that true solution provider. So I think one of the um, real challenges in the hard market was that there was a, there was definitely a lot of checkbox underwriting that was going on in the marketplace. If you didn't have, you know, certain key uh, items or controls, um, really there was no opportunity for you to get um, coverage. And I think what we really tried to do was to dig deeper into the controls, um, better understands our, our clients' environments, um, and not necessarily uh, focus so much on that checkbox underwriting, but really uh, differentiate ourselves in the, un- in the underwriting process, you know, getting on on calls with insureds, trying to better understand um, why a certain control wasn't in place, what mitigating factors they may have, and really understanding all those details so that we could uh, put terms on the table. Um, the other thing I would say as well is that, you know, we um, really saw an opportunity to expand capacity. I think while others were contracting capacity, we saw it as an opportunity to get, you know, favorable terms and conditions, be a solution provider and expand our capacity in many places. So that really drove a lot of rapid growth um, into the portfolio. And so uh, we've really tried to position ourselves uh, for that growth and, and really continuing to be a top market player. I think you know, if you look back two years ago, we may have been uh, a 30 or 40th largest player. And, and today we're, you know, well within the top 10 
market players. And that's a position that we want to continue to grow and, and continue to maintain um, where we are in the marketplace. And we're really excited about being that solution for our clients. Yeah, well, that, that excitement's understandable. Uh, from 20 million in gross written premium two years ago to hopefully 300 million this year, that's you know really quite explosive growth. Um, Jamie, you mentioned kind of just now some differentiation in your underwriting strategy. Um, can you shed some light on some other ways that Arch is kind of setting itself out in this marketplace and, and differentiating? Yeah, yeah sure. Sure. So um, I think, um, you know, a couple of things I, I would like to mention, too. I think, you know, um, a lot of that growth in the marketplace, we had to we had to build up the staff quite a bit. Right. So, you know, I think, you know, it's certainly you, you can in a hard market, it's easy to get positions on towers by just putting terms out into the marketplace. But we wanted to be more than that. We wanted to be um, seen as somebody that provides a really high level of service to our customers and clients um, and really differentiate ourselves in that way. So um, in order to do that, we had to add uh, massively to underwriting staff. So we you know, more than doubled the staff over the last year or so, um, adding underwriters across the country so that we could provide you know, those quick turnaround times, um, that high level of service, because, um, you know, it's great when you can provide that capacity, but if you can't provide the service to back it up, then ultimately that's going to fall apart and, and you're going to have a poor client experience. And ultimately we, we wanted to make sure that we're having a, a great client experience. Um, I think the other thing that we've done as well is we've continued to add, um, to our vendors um, across uh, the risk management uh, cycle. And I think, um, you know, one I'll mention, um, security scorecard. Um, you know, what's interesting about that is it, it's a tool that allows us to do an, an outside scan of our clients and identify key vulnerabilities. Um, what I think was interesting in utilizing these tools is there's a number of carriers that do use them. I think where we've tried to differentiate is um, really incorporating some of the risk engineering component into these tools. Um, so in addition to adding to the underwriting staff, we also now have two cybersecurity risk engineers on staff, uh, one of which we actually pulled um, uh, internally from Arch's own uh, SOC, so almost from the customer's standpoint, um, as well as another individual that joined us from a security company. And, and so what that's allowed us to do is to um, be in more of a consultative role with our clients. So when we run a scan and we identify key issues, the risk engineers are brought in to validate those findings, make sure that they're true positive findings, and then to engage in dialogue with the clients about uh, what was found, um, what mitigating controls in place may be in place, or how can clients improve that risk posture. Um, the other thing that they've helped us to do is to identify some of the best tools in the marketplace. Um, and, and that's information that we can pass along to clients. And we've even been able to get um, quotes from some of these security firms on more favorable terms for clients so that um, you know, they can continue to improve their risk posture. So I think ultimately, you know, we wanna be really well aligned with our clients from a risk management standpoint. And that's really been helpful in differentiating ourselves in the marketplace. Um, and then the other piece is claims. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we brought on uh, Rich Gatz more recently as our VP and head of cyber claims. Um, so we're really excited to have uh, Rich brought into our product offering and 
and really help us to continue to differentiate on the claim side as well. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. And Rich, that's a, a great place to bring you into this conversation. Um, as Jamie said, you recently joined Arch as Vice President and Head of Simon Claims. Can you tell us a bit about your background and why you decided to join Arch? Yeah, thank you, Jamie, um, for those kind words. Um, I am very happy to be at Arch. Um, a little bit about my background. I'm an attorney by trade. I started off in private practice litigation before moving to um, just kind of serendipitously handling um, directors and officers and employment practices, liability claims for um, a U.S. insurer. And I just kind of moved around a little bit until around 2013, um, where I was handling large law, large accountants claims. And um, this was right after the Great Recession. And so it was a little bit of a wild, wild time because a lot of businesses had, had went out of business or, or had become defunct. And so I had a, a very large amount of very expensive claims. So I was in front of senior claim staff uh, almost weekly. And at the, one, at the end of one of these calls, um, one of our, our technical directors said, does anyone know what Bitcoin is? And again, 2013, and I actually happened to know what Bitcoin was because uh, cryptocurrency is a little bit of a hobby of mine. And so I tried to explain what uh, Bitcoin was and distribute ledger technology to a room full of insurance executives, and no one understood a word I was saying. So I ended up drafting a, a white paper that went to, I don't know, apparently the upper echelons of the company. And a couple of weeks later, they reached out and said, hey, Rich, um, we want you to be the technology subject matter expert on our novel cyber policy. And I had no idea what a cyber policy even was at that point. Um, I'd never heard of it, never come across it. Um, I was just primarily handling claims in the professional liability and financial lines context. So I spent the next six weeks, you know, eight, 10 hours a day drafting a policy from scratch and just completely fell in love with this um, area of, of of insurance. And so since then, I've been trying to focus more and more on my practice and, and my pro professional career on privacy, data security, um, cybersecurity related claims. So got a couple designations from the International Association of Privacy Professional and, um, you know, worked at uh, Coalition, which is a, a startup that, that solely focuses on cyber insurance um, before moving to Arch. And, you know, the decision was was difficult, but I've, I've worked with Arch for several years. I've had a lot of colleagues that that work here. Um, and, you know, frankly, the reputation of Arch in, in the workplace, not just with consumers, but with insurance people that actually work in insurance is, is top notch. So when I was lucky enough to, to win this opportunity, it, it was um, something that I was very excited to do. Oh, that's great to hear. Um, now, I'm sure that your day-to-day -day, you know, job is so interesting. You know, Cyber claims are intriguing to me because the risk is ever-evolving. There's always something new every single day. Um, so, Rich, I mean, are there any common misconceptions about cyber claims that you're aware of? And, and how can the industry dispel these myths? Yeah, I, I think there is, especially because cyber insurance has come to the forefront of kind of the, the societal zeitgeist just over the, you know, post-COVID um, because of, in part, the ransomware epidemic. Um, so one of the things I try to do on, on social media and in conferences I speak at is to really try to let people know what cyber insurance is and, and you know, dispel those myths or, or rumors. And, and there's a couple that really stick out in the front of my mind. One is that cyber insurance is just for companies that work in technology. 
Um, unfortunately, these bad actors, um, a lot of times they, they do specifically try to focus on a specific entity or individual, but uh, a lot of times too, it's just Saren, you know, it's, it's just winning the bad luck lottery and having some issues with your network framework, your, your network footprint, or, you know, not having something, um, correctly, um, um, you know, diagnosed or leaving yourself open to the, to the internet, to the world that results in a cyber claim. Right. And so any company that is working with computers or any company that, you know, maintains or aggregates personal identifiable information or private health information needs cyber insurance. Um, because I've been on way too many calls with people that luckily they did have cyber insurance, but their entire business was just absolutely destroyed as a result of a cyber incident or not knowing what to do or how to respond to, to um, a ransomware event or even a business email compromise or even gift card fraud, right? And so, um, you know, there is a need, I think, for cyber insurance and it's a very, very helpful risk mitigation tool for companies. Um, another one that I think kind of, you know, goes hand in hand with that is that cyber insurance doesn't pay claims. Um, I've been seeing this more and more um, and a lot of it is arising out of kind of some of the requirements that cyber insurance companies have in order to get that cyber insurance. And, and that's just, it's just blatantly untrue. Um, cyber insurance pays a lot of claims, which is part of the reason we're dealing with a hard market in, in, in cyber insurance right now because of all the claims that have been paid over the past couple of years. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where, um, I try to tell and, and not, not evangelize, but, you know, the benefits of cyber insurance is that we help both you, you know, the named insured, you know, and, and your customers by helping secure your network, helping identify when notification is necessary arising out of a breach of personal identifiable information. And so um, the goal of the cyber insurance policy is to be that risk mitigation tool. Um, and, and so, you know, the, the chances of a claim not being paid are, are fairly, fairly small. And usually there's, you know, specific exclusionary language or, you know, there would have to be a, a very, you know, material misrepresentation in the application process, which we really don't see very often at all. And then um, the third and last piece is just, you know, a lot of people seem to think that cyber insurance is similar to kind of an auto or homeowner's policy. Or, or another business policy where you just kind of do everything, try to resolve everything on your own and then provide a bill to your cyber insurance carrier. And that's, that's really not the way that, that, you know, Arch is and, and other market leading cyber insurance companies are um, because we want to help you from, from minute zero. Right. And we really want to be that asset and um, to a, allow you to recover from a cyber incident quicker and more efficiently. And so I tell all my policyholders all the time, and I do this on every place I speak, um, even if it's not in front of policyholders, to you know report early, report often, make sure that you're notifying your carrier of you know anything that kind of makes that spidey sense tingle a little bit in your stomach, like huh, that was weird, right? Just out of an abundance of caution, just because there's a good chance that by getting the proper consultants in there, or even just talking to a knowledgeable claims rep you're going to diagnose something or see it. There's going to have to be additional investigation, either forensically or legally, to ensure that you, your company, and your customers are safe. 
I like that that cyber spidey sense. <laughs> that third point, Rich, um, that ties nicely into something else that I wanted to ask. So, you know, cyber is often grouped together with professional lines. Um, now, are cyber claims different from other types of professional lines claims? Um, and a second point to that, does Archer's value proposition or approach ever change between these types of things? Yeah, I, I think that there is a big difference between cyber claims and you know your typical you know med mal lawyers malpractice or, or you know just miscellaneous professional liability E and O, just because um, primarily the cyber insurance policy has both first party coverage and third party coverage. So not only are you getting the benefit if you are sued by an entity or individual arising out of you know allegedly harmful acts that you have made may have committed or you know, um, things you may, may not have done that have damaged someone, but the actual name insured is covered for damages. And so because of that, um, you know, we're able to help and assist in, in a much, you know, with, with alacrity, right? Like if your business is down, your computers are encrypted, we can get legal forensics remediation in place, you know, that same day um, to assist you and hopefully defray any type of business interruption loss. Right. And, and because of that, too, and, and this kind of segues into another differentiation between professional lines claims or other professional lines claims, I should say, is that there is a lot of activity in the forefront of a cyber claim. Not only that, but there's shorter tail claims. Right. You typically don't have a cyber claim that's open for six months to a year. Right. It, it's really, really quick turnaround because you're trying to get the insured back up and running as quickly as possible. So because of that, you need an immediate and exigent response, right? You need a claims team that's going to um, really be available from minute zero and have the tools and, and vendor panels to assist in the recovery and mitigation of the cyber incident. Um, and so, you know, that is kind of, you know, Arch's value proposition is, you know, in, in intense and, and you know, efficient customer service for our policyholders. And so I don't, I don't think our, our value proposition has, has changed, but I do think that um, when you're handling cyber claims, you do have to be more agile. You do have to have a better understanding of, you know, the different consultants that are involved and, and how to facilitate those relationships between them. Um, to effectuate that customer service and those positive results as part of the, the claims transaction. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I think we're going to continue to do what Arch does and what they do very well. And again, that's, you know, service our policyholders, assist our broker business partners in, in the sale of market leading policy language. Um, and then also, you know, make sure that we're adapting to the cyber insurance, cybersecurity marketplace and landscape. Because that's a differentiation with, with professional liability and financial lines claims too, right? Like we're not really seeing a huge change in um, SEC law on a monthly basis, right? Or, you know, the medical malpractice jurisdictional laws or, or issues don't really get updated to a point where like things are massively different, right? Whereas in the cyber insurance marketplace, you have those types of things, right? Like you've seen, I'm sure we've read all about, you know, the war exclusions and the ransomware epidemic. And now we're dealing with a lot of funds transfer fraud, right? And so, you know, again, that value proposition doesn't change, but how we effectuate that value proposition is going to have to be dynamic to make sure that we're on top of everything for our insurers. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting, Rich. Thank you. Um, 
Now, everything you've both shared so far really highlights how complex and interesting, challenging the cyber insurance marketplace is. Um, Jamie, to close, I want to come to you with one final question. You know, how do you see this cyber insurance marketplace evolving and how might Archer's position in it also evolve and grow? Yeah, sure. So I think, um, you know, one of the things I mentioned earlier was around uh, engineering risk. I think that that is the direction that the market is going. So, you know, clients are providing us with um, a multitude of information about their controls. Uh, we're leveraging outside scans of their networks. And then I mentioned bringing in these risk engineers um, to really try to improve a client's environment, their security, which ultimately uh, reduces the likelihood of a claim of an interruption in their business and obviously also benefits the carrier by potentially reducing loss ratios. And I think uh, one of the things that we talk a lot about is, you know, this continuous improvement cycle um, where we're getting underwriting data, um, we're getting claims data, and, and then feeding one into the other, as well as the risk engineering component, so that we're constantly continuing to improve the data and information that we're getting, utilizing that information to improve our insureds environments and, and business resiliency, as well as our underwriting and loss ratios. So it's really um, both on the client side and on the carrier side of, the, of leveraging this continuous improvement cycle to continue to get better. And I think ultimately um, the carriers that execute on that the best are going to be the ones that will be the market leaders. Um, and that at Arch, we think we've put in place the pieces um, of that continuous improvement cycle to be the ones that are um, top-notch at executing on that cycle and, and ultimately uh, winning with clients and brokers. Excellent. Thank you, Jamie. Um, someone once told me that the only constant in cyber insurance is change, and I think that's a very true statement. Uh, Jamie, Rich, it's been really interesting to hear how Arch is tackling cyber and managing to provide innovative solutions and achieve excellent growth. Um, so thank you both very much for, for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks also to our listeners for tuning in. I'm Beth Moorcraft, Senior Editor at Insurance Business, and this was IBA Talk. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of IBA Talk. For more from the team at Arch Insurance, visit them at archinsurance.com. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on Podbean. You can also tune in on your favorite listening channel. Find us on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.